0: Welcome, hunters, to the Hunter's Hub. Uh, we are going to continue on our Iceborne discussion today. Uh, thank you for joining us, as always, Haru. How you doing? Uh,
1: staying frosty. Arf, 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 arf. <laughs>
0: um, before we get into anything else, I'd like to thank Wolfie Melon for the music. Um, so yeah, uh, real quick, uh, last week we went through uh, all the monsters up through... Bariath, including Bariath. And we're going to continue a similar arc where we're going to, as you progress through the game, um, talk about everything you would fight up until that point and just some general impressions along the way, uh, until Volcana. Um, but for our reference for our listeners, both Haru and I have completely finished the story and have gotten into at least the beginning parts of art endgame. So this is all um, past us now but uh, I do want to take it a little slower for listeners who may not have finished yet um, so yeah so like I hope we avoid some amount yeah, of spoilers this might, be, so this might <laughs> end up as a long episode who knows yeah it may be uh, there's a lot to talk about like it's what you said nine monsters
1: uh, yeah with subspecies
0: yeah okay so anyways um, we'll just go ahead and get started i don't think there's any other hoopla to go through um so the first monster or one of the first monsters i should say after facing bariath is you get to fight its its cousin the narga um which was a very hyped monster uh, uh another big fan favorite because like most of these monsters that came back are <laughs>
1: funny how the new world um, apology works
0: yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a pitfall they've fallen into. It's like, hey, fan service plus ecology, it's not going to work. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Nargakuka, how, how did you feel about him, Haru? How, how has he changed? What's Well, different I,
1: or... I think I touched on it a lot uh, when we talked about the beta. So you're actually the one who's first fighting Nargakuka here, if I'm not mistaken, for the new version.
0: Yeah what do we mean I fought him before gladness or no I mean
1: this is your first impressions of the
0: remake oh yeah yeah, yeah. cause yeah I didn't fight him in the beta at all um yeah I would be the, uh between the two of us he was a little more new um the he's not very much different like at, at all I feel uh I the I've heard some people mention that the tail slam, or it was a double tail slam, uh, was new. And it's not, actually. Because if you got the Generations Ultimate, when he was enraged in G-Rank, he did a double tail slam. So I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really notice anything new. <laughs> um, he's beefier, like you said, that's for sure. Um, but we saw that in the trailers. He's... Uh, A lot larger, and they've kind of upped his uh, what do we say, quest rank tier maybe. Of he used to be on the level I would say of Rathian. He wasn't like some super endgame monster, except for when he was first debuted in Freedom Knight. He's always kind of been, hey, unlocked at the same level as Rathian. Now they're putting him up against Rathalos, which is like the next tier up, I would say, of monsters. Um, which is different, but it's still the same fight, if that makes sense. Um, like, as far as like mechanics go, it's still the same fight. So I felt that was a, a weird choice, having already played the monster, but I don't think it doesn't fit either. I think it's just fine alongside Erudathalus.
1: Well, actually, I so yeah, I kind of had... Uh, I feel like the fight feels completely different than it did in Generations and the previous games just because of the the new hitboxes, the new animations. Uh, everything well, is yeah, just the a little world bit mechanics. less... Uh, uh, a little bit less crunchy and unresponsive. And the way that sort of older, uh, kind of before 7th gen games get? Uh,
0: I kind of disagree. I felt like ever since 3 Ultimate, or just try in general, the hitboxes have been fairly close, or close enough. No, that's true, but Nardipoo is from 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 before
1: that, it's from before 7th gen, and it's
0: Oh yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's no, It's yeah, made the, on a handheld,
1: so it wasn't up to the same sort of standard free, I mean,
0: I don't feel that that's as much as I pro- I I don't get where the, where that comes from, honestly. When you're like, it was on a handheld. I'm like, I mean, it's still the same game. Like, well, that's it was the true. same for me on the Switch and like, I, I don't like the hitboxes didn't feel bad at all in Generations Ultimate. Um, they feel more forgiving than anything, uh, especially using Adept style. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I can Adept dodge after, uh, off of this. Like, I never, I never felt it was cheap or anything. But, yeah, focusing more on world, of course, things are going to be more polished and look better and that kind of thing. Uh, they changed the design, sort of him, for his tail spines. That was weird. They're more like quills than anything, which I feel is like less dangerous looking than actual, like, straight up spikes that he used to have, it feels like. Yeah, that's probably uh, a revolution
1: thing. Because now they can render in more detail and.
0: I feel it suffered, though. They actually look far less. It looks better, I'll say that, but it looks far less intimidating. Um, well, that's
1: true. Like, it's teeth, too. It's like, they used to be just, like, jagged triangles, and now they're actually, like, rendered in, like, some amount of detail. Yeah.
0: I didn't get a... I guess because I he's, all, he's an old monster, I sort of glossed over and didn't really look at him too much, because I like Nargakuga. Like I said, I, I like most monsters, but he's not, he's not like, a huge one on my list of, like, hey, this is amazing. Um, he still has the beak, right? He still has the sort of hook build... Face doesn't he?
1: Yeah, the, the beak, and that's why I liked the sort of changes because yeah. they focused more on the beak instead of just a bunch of just like knives in his mouth. Yeah,
0: yeah. but I didn't like him um... before,
1: so <laughs> I really enjoyed this new fight. Um, and I have since we first got to, to play with it. Um, just just the okay. movement, and um, like you can say that the monster looks better, but also just. Uh, just like the way it moves around the environment seems a lot more fluid and a lot more, um, uh, agile. Like when it's doing those side dodges, you, um, it actually like beats me swinging the camera around. It's faster, which is crazy.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he, um, he's definitely improved. I'm not going to say he isn't. Um. The thing is, just like it didn't, it didn't feel all that. uh, For as much hype as he got, it didn't feel as interesting as as I felt it should. Um, Now, granted, I've only fought him maybe three times in World uh, at this point, so because I didn't want any of his armor, I don't really care for any of his weapons, um, but. I basically did the assignment, and then I fought him incidentally a couple times, but that's it. Like, <laughs> well, I feel like that's the thing <laughs> just,
1: um, with returning monsters is they're never going to feel as fresh as new content. Like you're always going to sort of have learned the fight and have like that bicycle um, training.
0: Sure, there's a little bit of nuance of difference, um, a little bit. But you're mostly right there. Like that's just That's just kind of the thing, is we already know this fight, so it's not it's not gonna be as exciting, I suppose. Um Which is weird, right? Because I don't know, I, I feel like getting uh Diablos back in <laughs> in generations because it wasn't in the you know in generations ultimate versus generations I felt like that was a different fight but then again we hadn't seen him since 3 ultimate or 4 ultimate I guess huh I don't know it's weird because so much is the same but so much is different but it still feels the same <laughs> right what they were going for um
1: I don't know about Diablos and Gen U. I feel like the last time it was remade before World would have been Try, if it was at all. I never played. No, he's he's he he was uh
0: he's so he has he had up until four up until Monster Hunter Four he had the distinction along with Orthalus and uh, Rathian of being the only monster to survive every generation. He's a, he's a Gen One monster. Um, he was in Gen Two. Uh, he was one of the one of the three to survive into Gen Three, um, but he was he was out of the fourth uh, game. He was out of the base game for four, which we never got stateside. Um, and then we got him in four Ultimate, but then he wasn't in Generations. Uh, and then we got him in Generations Ultimate, and the jump between Generations Ultimate and ultimate is a little different because, uh, well, bloodborne, bloodbath, you know what I mean, the bloodbath, you know? <laughs> They went from not including him to giving him almost a flagship spotlight. <laughs> you know, next next to uh, uh, Valfowl or whatever, Valfowl?
1: Belstrax. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. bloodbath is different. I'm, I just mean like good old tan diablos. <laughs> as they call him
0: good old tan
1: his secret title tan tan Diablos. it strikes fear into the hearts of hunters
0: you know you know what we really need we need monoblos we need monoblos to come back because he's not been in since four (laughs) ultimate and then literally
1: just a Diablos. that's all it is
0: but they can make it different i mean they would world would make him different they did that the lunastra true but the thing just looks goofy man Oh, it's a Triceratops versus a Styracosaurus. Come on. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> so, Fulgar Anginath. Have you had trouble with your Anginath? Have you felt it wasn't no. having enough no. energy in it? Well, here's Fulgar Anginath. Anginath with electricity in
0: it. This. I love this Anginath. I really do. His roar is so amazing. Um. I was like, that sounds really awesome. Why does that sound really awesome? And uh, Wrath of Gog actually pointed it out. It sounds like Godzilla. And I'm like, ah, yes. That's why I like it so much. <laughs> it's such a good roar. <laughs> like, Nargacuga's roar... Oh, I, I guess that's something back on Nargacuga. They changed his roar. Uh, they did the same thing with, we'll talk about later on, Tigrex. Like, their roars are more animalistic sounding. Versus like Nargakuga just sounding like a giant panther, <laughs> like they gave a more of a hefty like reptilian roar alongside of it. So they got this tune tone thing. It like, does not oh. have
1: the sort of like yeah. roar, roar, tone to its roar.
0: Yeah, I mean it's still there, right? It's that that is still there, but it's hidden behind the bigger, just general roar, which is kind of weird, weird design decision. But yeah, Vulgar and Janath... Um, I really like this fight. Um, especially his super move, like when he's done being charged, he does that, that corkscrew leap through the air. Um, that's like really low to the ground. It's like, dude, Fulger Anjaneth was a skater boy. See you later, boy. Like <laughs> that is some flips. That
1: yeah, definitely <laughs> looks strange. To see it to your right, that. Also, it's, uh, it's yeah, a cool yeah, yeah. It's
0: it's it is it is Anjanath turned up to eleven, juiced up. Like it's pretty good. Uh, the fact that he's a roaming monster, I don't feel that's it, either here nor there. Um, I actually feel like he fits in the Horfrost Reach the most, um, and probably the Coral Highlands also. Um, yeah, I will
1: say I don't. I don't know, he doesn't really have anything in common with the snow, with the Coral Highlands, and when, with his sort of like electric blue uh, charged up state. I saw I fought him there, and I thought that really fit the monster. It was um, uh, visually yeah. dramatic.
0: I thought it worked well in the snow as a contrast to the white. So the white and the stark blue, I think, works very well together. And his coloration, right? His coloration... Is like, hey, look at me! I'm a dangerous predator, kind of kind of thing. He's not there for camouflage because he's not even the coral highlands. He's not camouflaged. Like he is, he is a showboat of a monster as far as like uh, aesthetics go. Um, I, ooh, when those fins come up, man, you're looking for trouble. One of the interesting things is like, um, his resistances change too. So like he's He's equally weak to fire, which is a level two uh, stars when you look at the thing, uh, the hunter notes. Um, But he's when he's not charged, he's level two to was it water? No, it's water and ice that mix up. One of them is he's level three weak to uh, either water or ice. I think it's ice. And then when he's charged up. It's level 2, and and the opposite is true for water. It's 2, then 3. And I thought that was a cool mechanic, because Gyrototus has that same, or Gyrototus, or however you want to say it, Mudfish, has the same thing with mud on, mud off. But that's kind of, that's kind of like a yes or no kind of thing. It's not when it's enraged, you know what I mean? So... It's kind of cool, but like, okay, I'm going to do enough damage to get it enraged. Now I'm also doing less damage, <laughs> and it's enraged. Or yes, it's enraged. Now I'm going to do the real damage to it. Well, they made um, that so it's kind of
1: vulgar. Uh, where if you beat, the more you beat it up and it hit its head, the less it becomes enraged. The more it loses that charge.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like Zanogar, though, right? The more you wail on Zanogar, the less he's going to be charged. You know, in general, like if you can keep him. We'll get to
1: that, but um, Znoger likes being charged in this game.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's a different animal in this game for sure. Um,
1: Not in this podcast, sorry. So yeah, we'll get to that in. in Yeah, we will get to. We'll get more in depth on
0: Znoger later. Right. Um, The uh, well, that'll be next next week, actually. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so yeah, (laughs) Um, so Folger and Janath is really exciting to me. I I like him a lot. Um, I liked Anjanath to begin with, but like turning Anjanath up to 11, I think this is the kind of subspecies we needed. I felt this way about um, pretty much all all the subspecies. I don't think there's ever been one yet that I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. I know you're not too big on Viper Toby. I know it, but I like him a lot. I feel he has a lot more to work with. Um, and I feel like Folger is, is really, really spot on, really so good. So we got um, the,
1: the springboard, uh, like, horizontal leap you talked about. There's these he slams his yeah. mouth down to the ground, does the charge, and he, and he spits the electro snot. Is there anything else added to this guy? Yeah. Anything I'm missing?
0: Um, the fact that he basically lo- hawks a loogie and makes that noise that he's going to hawk a loogie, like that thing, that was funny. I cracked up laughing. Um, no, but
1: that's the uh, I, so no other animations, no other attacks.
0: Now I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I love you, Rathgog. Regular guy on the show. Used to be a co-host. But I have a funny story to tell about Rathgog. When I fought was doing my assignment for this, he was actually helping me out on the assignment. Actually, three of us were doing our assignment together. We did that thing where we quit out and then, uh, join each other's assignment, um, just so that we could all fight it together. And uh, Rathagog, he'd already done his, so he was just helping uh, the four, the other three of us out. Um, he was uh, he was kind of dogging on uh, someone about how they weren't as good as him as far as a hunter. And uh, <laughs> I was like, I don't know, man. Uh, they're pretty good. Like I like playing with them. Uh, spoilers: It was you, Haro. <laughs> I'm not. I was like, I like I'm playing not with Haro. This drama. <laughs> no, it's not drama. But I am gonna put. I am gonna uh, t- talk about like. So he was like, "Oh yeah, like da da da." And then uh, he ended up triple carding on that quest, and I was like, "I don't know, man. I've never had hard triple card on a quest for me." <laughs> so that was a fun. That was a fun story. <laughs> I just wanted to make him feel shame for that, just a little bit. But um,
1: <laughs> Cause full grand enough. We uh, did. Just going back yeah. to it. I'm going to take a page out of your work, Fortune, sure and say this is an Anjanath, all right, it seems about the same.
0: Nah, it's better. Because you beat it up, and it's...
1: it just does that, it does the sort of bite swipe, and it does, like, it does more damage, there's that, but it's sort of yeah. mostly the same fight.
0: Yeah, most substances are going to be mostly the same. I, I think with the the lightning twist and um, I think the status effects that they can do uh, play into the fight as well. Um, whereas you know you're burning uh, with a regular engine ath. lightning, you can't really just roll off. Right, lightning you're just more susceptible to be stunned and comboed. That's uh, what makes stuff like Kieran so dangerous is is getting KO'd uh, from the stun damage. So you're uh you're like I, I think there's a different facet to the site uh site bleh, different facet to the fight um just simply based on his element um because of the status effects he can apply well sure but that's um, literally every so monster. I th- I, true but it does change it does make Anjanath a different uh a a, a, a much different fight when you have to worry about KO a lot
1: more, I'm not like, really. Kind of uh. NGNAS, like it, it. weirdly fits decently in every area. Like it, it's kind of yes. kind of hard to have a T-Rex not be in place in Monster Hunter. Uh.
0: right. Well, I mean, that wasn't true until third gen, right? When we first got Devil Joe. Like everything, everything before that was all. Wyvern or four-legged? <laughs>
1: yes, but there... Yeah, I mean, there's the the Velociraptor straight out of Jurassic Park, too. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, Fulgur enough. it's 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 a stronger Anjanath, and it does lightning stuff.
0: Yep. Uh, and then, uh, next one, uh, Glavinus, which is a gen... Like, why we got Glavinus... Because it's a fan favorite, yeah, obviously. But uh, Glavinus is uh, a cool monster. Um, another T-Rex, right? Another Brute Wyvern. There's uh, very much T-Rex-like uh, with his sword tail. Um, it, I find it... You know, we're talking about Glavinus, I think, I, and I mentioned this before, I think it's odd that he... They specifically say that there are four flagships and they are meant for this game, which was Generations which was Glavinus and his other three partners, Ostalis, uh, Gameth, and Mitsune. We just got Glavinus. Like, that's it. <laughs> I find that odd. And especially because he has the distinction of those four of being the fire monster, which how many fire monsters did we already well, he's have? He's like
1: the secret Granted. actual flagship of that game, too. Like, he was always in the lead of everything. He's like at the end, the, yeah, cinematic, he's on the... cinematic opening.
0: Yeah, he's he's the box art. Yeah, well, he all of them were in the cinematic opening, but they said from the beginning there are four flagships, and obviously he was the greatest of the of the four as far as marketing goes. So it makes sense. Also, like right? probably, and he's like the also, best made
1: one, if I'm honest, because they wanted him to be the Wrathless analog, and I could, I don't know, playing generations, I could tell that, that they put more effort into into Gladness's moveset than say I don't know, Gameth. <laughs> for example.
0: Ga- gamith. Ha- I can agree with you there. I like gamith a lot. Uh, I think Gameth had a problem because of its size, and they just didn't know what to do with it. Um, I think ostolos is pretty close to it. Gameth may or may Ostellos not be was- running
1: an Aptanoth skeleton. I, I'm, not, I'm not confirming or denying that, but who knows?
0: That's fine. It's a giant, four-legged herbivore. It, it makes sense. Um... Although if an aptenoth did any of that, I'd probably be a little more concerned. <laughs> Actually, that'd be kind of cool if aptenoth just sat on you. <laughs> but uh, the I don't know. I think both Matsuni and Ostola has got a lot of care as far as animations go you. But um, that all all that aside, Glavinus is interesting um, to see in world because well, for me, uh, I'm used to adept style and adept dodging that tail whirlwind is pretty good not being an adept learning how to sort of evade window or perfect evade that was a bit of a challenge it's something that most people had probably already done not using adept style but that was something i had you to learn, fool. You which i have did fairly quickly with the
1: longsword and embrace the dark side. <laughs> but you chose to reject power and now you
0: suffer i mean i do pretty damn good with the hammer now <laughs> like I I can't remember the fight I was doing some fight where my brother uh, who plays with me he got kind of frustrated because he has the insect glaive right and he likes to do the mounting and uh, not only did I KO and I don't remember what monster it was it might have been glavinus and not only did I KO it five times during the fight but I also mounted it four times (laughs) (laughs) So he was like, how are you doing this? I'm like, yes, the hammer powers are coming back to me.
1: <laughs> right, because you love that flying um, attack.
0: Oh, dude, it's so amazing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the um, Glavinus, uh the, the Tail Whirlwind, um, it's actually a smaller range. Like, they actually fixed some of the hitbox on that range. Because uh, there's no way it's near as wide as it used to be. Like, there's no way. Um, They didn't... I don't feel like they shortened his tail. I think that they made the animation just more realistic for what his tail length is. (laughs) Um, Because it feels like they kind of stretched it a little bit in Generations. Um, Meanwhile, with Glavinus, he also has this weird... I'm not sure I still believe this... But Haru, you and I were trying to take off its tail because you actually helped me do my assignment for this. And I ended up uh, actually making some of its armor. Uh, and I actually have his hammer now maxed out to the end of that tree. So I've had to farm him a couple times because over the course I had to get two mantles from him. Um, but like taking his tail off is rather difficult. Because um, I guess you have to have it hot. Uh, the tail has to be hot for it to come off.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure this... if you have to damage it while it's hot, or if you just have to do the final hit while it's hot, but we were having a lot of trouble uh, just because its tail cools off very quickly. Um, yeah. Just in its combos. But that's it has not to sort true of build for up. generations. It, it has to build yeah. up sort of um, on uses of attacks using its tail. It sort of adds to it. Yeah. Stokes the fire, so to speak.
0: Yep. Um, and it usually does that after it sharpens it, too. It'll sharpen it, and then, like, maybe a few attacks after that, it'll, it'll heat up. Um, usually. I don't, I can't say for sure, because I'm not, like, sit there studying when his tail gets hot, but the only time I notice it is pretty soon after he sharpens it, uh, with his teeth.
1: But, um, the, uh, Well, the actual monster has a lot of new things it does. Uh, it sort of oh, has, yeah. like, this, um uh side angle sweep of its tail and just covers the whole like ninety degree angle of the ground uh Mm -hmm. uh on either side of it. It um it has an attack where it will just like fling its tail and just slam it down onto a portion of the environment. Not not even like it's jumping tail Mm -hmm. slam, it's just like a, a lock on one where its tail can sort of like um uh uh animate um uh in a kind of procedural sort of way. It's not a preset animation. Um, and that's kind of what I liked about Kuga too, with its tail slam, is it would sort of adapt to the environment. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're on a slope, it would bridge the the valley um, created by that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that adds a little bit of unpredictability to the fight, and it's sort of... I, I'm, I guess I'd be a bigger proponent of... Like, pre- pre-made animations, like, uh, intelligently, like, uh, created ones. But I think that was a good way to mix it up. Right. Um, just for that one attack.
0: Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed um, with with the, the way Glavinus is now um, is he, uh, he favors... He's always favored tail attacks, right? But I feel he does more of the bite... And less of the shooting fireballs as he used to. You know what I mean? Like, he still shoots fireballs, and they still bubble up and explode. I feel it's less than Generations Ultimate.
1: Yeah, because Jenny sort like, of spammed them, didn't he?
0: Yeah, he would do... He would even have an attack where he did three and back up. And I'm, um, I'm not sure he does it on this one. I have been caught off guard a couple times by him shooting the molten Barosa, if you're Barosa, Barusa, whatever you want to call it. What does that mean? Um, which is, I don't know. It's whatever the item is that jump that drops off of him that is his flame sacks. So that's what I call his goop that's on fire and explodes. But, um, like that, like that caught me off guard a couple times because it's like, oh yeah, he does shoot fireballs, but he does it a lot less. It is a lot less bites too, like it's mostly tail attacks now, and that's fine. That's what he was designed after. It's just like a lot more, like a lot. <laughs> and I think it draws a great um,
1: contrast to Injunath, who's just bite, 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 bite. Um. Yeah, I think um, the the multi blast. I think he still has that. Maybe it's like when he's enraged, it, it does that. But yeah, like right. you're saying, the the spinning attack is pretty rare. So triggering that during an enrage is um, uh, not not always going to be an insured proc.
0: Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's (laughs) it's an interesting facet to the fight. Um, I will say that um, you know I'm not particularly uh, in on this big thing of like all the weapon designs. because honestly, like I think the slapped-on designs aren't good, and I don't really like that. Um, but I'm okay with them making new designs. But apparently, a lot of people are just not happy with the Great Sword out of the, uh, uh, from Glavinus. I think because the Great Sword was pretty iconic. Um, I used it in Generations Ultimate because I was a great. I used Great Sword in that game, um, but like. I didn't feel like the the new one was that offensive either. You know what I mean? Like, do you have any thoughts on that? Or just sort of just done with the whole weapon um, <laughs> slap-on-design discussion? I
1: haven't seen the um, the, the new Greatsword. Uh, I remember the old one, though, yeah. And it was a interesting sort of like rippling um, sort of like lava rock kind of design.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not that anymore but the cat the cat great sword is that so the cat weapon is is that design just smaller
1: oh right yeah because the power cord. okay um yeah I was confused. I was thinking of like in Vesperia the, the cats uh, like weapons anyway um uh, yeah the long sword too <laughs> uh, I used to have a long sword of laveness that I liked sort of where it's like purpley red coloration that was uh it's not uh it's it's just sort of like the uh, steel design now but you know that's the way the cookie crumbles
0: right and so uh one of our surprise i guess um subspecies is acidic glavinus which is glavinus uh very different um very different for a glavinus uh the sort of acidic crystals that are on its tail is a different way to do it his tail is actually much easier to cut off because it doesn't have to be hot right. it just has to not be i guess it just has to not be crystalled which is much easier like the, um and to me as a hammer user taking off the tail is nigh impossible but i hunt with you know my brother sometimes yuharo like a lot of other people and taking off the tail is is a is not is the only a chore for base glavinus. Like acidic glavinus seems to be just fine. Um, and acidic glavinus has changed in a lot of ways, just how he uses his tail. It's more like a scorpion at times, like it's up high and he stabs it and stabs it. He's much more precision based, um, which I guess they said that you know base glavinus is based off a of great sword, so acidic glavinus was based off of a long sword, so as fighting style goes i don't know about you but i get hit with acidic gladavis a lot less i don't know what it is but the more precision based attacks just seem to miss more often um or they're easier to position around because they're not as wide sweeping and that kind of stuff Do you feel the uh, same i feel like
1: he has one attack that's that's because you know how lavinus spams it's a uh, jumping uh tail slam um yes. and it'll do that twice in succession, I think when it's enraged or something. um maybe it's when it's glowing uh, with acidic lavinus, um it changes that um to a the first one's a jumping it, it does two every time, and the first one's a jumping tail slam and the second one it 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 uh, it, uh spins around and its tail sort of lashes out um really really quickly. Um, and the nice thing about this monster is, like, when you're in that moment that, that its tail is swinging, you'll see—they actually do something with the graphics to make its tail, uh, the sharpened version, like gleam white, like sort of like a blade catching the sun, which is really cool, yeah. uh, especially uh, even if it doesn't make, like, literal sense in the Rotten vale since it's a cave. But it it it, it, it helps <laughs> right. a lot with visibility, Uh, just because it's this large, kind of darkish, black-gray monster. In these kind of brownish caves, so
0: yeah, I uh, I enjoy this subspecies. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, the fact that it mostly just gives its debuff is its big debuff is defense down with those uh, um, crystals that it has, and it'll leave like this like white steam on the ground uh, when it actually has the defense down. Um, I actually, uh, by coincidence of using one of the four slot jewels, um, have crisis. I'm actually using it more so for the evade window it gives. Um, the crisis, <laughs> having crisis on my build, makes this this monster a lot more fun because I'm like, okay, I'll take that defense down, but I'll take the attack up as a result. <laughs> And, like, of all the status effects, I feel it's the best because it's not actively damaging you or your stamina. It's just like, okay, if I get hit, I'm going to take more damage. Which, I don't feel like Acidic Glavinus does that much damage. And even when you are defensed down, it feels like normal damage. Like, it doesn't feel that threatening. So, I'm like, yeah, I'll take that defense down to take you down quicker. Like... I don't know. Like it's just maybe the way I play or the the build I have right now, that acidic glavinous feels really fun in, in that aspect. Um yeah, It's just like, hey, I, look
1: look at this. I feel the same about this monster they I felt about Coral Puke Puke, which seems like it's um it's more built into its own concept than a lot of subspecies can are. Um I really like just um Oh man, it's just brutal. I, I actually did die to this monster earlier today, um, when it was sort of lunging forward and it kind of revolves and does that diagonal, uh, glavinous spin, uh, in this really yeah. sort of brutal, tail-whippy manner. And yeah, uh, this monster, uh, I, I, it definitely spams the other tail attack it gets, which is the sort of scorpion sting that's just like a, like a stab. Yeah. Um I think I did that like three or four times in succession. Uh when I, I kept getting hit by it because I would run straight back at it. Um and it was just <laughs> like whap. No. No. Uh which is pretty fun.
0: Right. <laughs> um the uh yeah, so like I don't know. Overall I, I was pretty happy about this monster. Uh I'm glad to see them put a uh, you know, a true subspecies on the monster. Um, I guess you could argue that some deviants are, but deviants really just—they're not—they're not as much of a changes to a monster as, uh, for power level and sort of like showmanship as as a subspecies is just like altered. You know what I mean? Think the, so, I think the
1: other uh, Faded Four, their deviants were more different, but Glavinus, like Glavinus, since it came out with um with the first launch of Generations, it was sort of just Glavinus with Blast, and I think the double Tail Slam. Yeah. Which is just integrated into base Glavinus now.
0: Right, yeah. So it's, it wasn't of all the Deviants it was probably the least deviant, different. <laughs> the least Deviant. Um, so yeah, that's I don't know, I don't have much else to say with the set of Glavinus. Um, I am currently wearing his gloves, um, but I'm trying to replace those gloves with uh, um, uh, Kushala, like uh, Master Rank Kushala gloves. But, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I guess one thing is because Iceborne has the weather um, on the map, world map screen, Free Trejan, um, and yes. they actually labeled it. If you look at the Rotten Vale when it's raining, it, it calls it Acid Rain, which... There's no way to really tell that from just the vanilla game uh gameplay. But it makes a lot of more sense now because the whole theme is the rain collects and you see all the water in the outside of bounded areas in the rotten veil. And of course there's the, the acid uh, pooling at the bottom of the veil. Um, so that sort of yep. is more thematic with Acidic Lavinous and uh it's interesting that they uh divulged that detail um with timing with its release
0: yeah I, i will say i think i think they mentioned it before but i think it was more in passing and this monster really helped solidify it and bring that fact up to the front i think they've mentioned acid rain but that was like in the marketing like way back you know like end of 2017 like and I think it was mentioned like once, and it was like in interview or something crazy like that. Because I knew that that was Acid Rain, but it hasn't really been fully realized until Glavinus. You know what I mean? Like,
1: I guess I'm just used to I Acid Rain in video games being thing. like Sting, Sting at ah, hurts you, like gamified. That I didn't uh, didn't really occur to me.
0: But it, right? Well, I mean, yeah, it makes sense that it wouldn't always just hurt. Like he would have, I think you would need a large quantity for it to hurt.
1: I mean, that's realistic, know, but this is maybe. Monster Hunter where things breathe fire.
0: True. But they also probably don't want you taking damage on top of the miasma. <laughs> well, yeah, there's not even
1: much on the map that you're <laughs> accessible to the sky, even.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that's acidic set of glavinous for you. And then uh, you move on to... Uh, A different monster, but we're going to talk about
1: shrieking legiana right now. Um, It's it's a oh yeah yeah you have your first um, and it's sort of covered in these sort of very fine hoarfrost crystals, Uh,
0: spiky ice. I call it spiky ice. Um, That's also true. Uh, Sure, shrieking legiana was a fight for sure. Um... It is, uh, I feel, much more annoying, uh, much more aggressive of a Legiana. Um, and when you fight this the first time, it's kind of scripted that there's another Legiana there with you. And that's kind of annoying. Um, so you're always kind of double fighting. Yeah,
1: so it let's out uh, this which brings very in. tinny, weird, out-of-place-sounding cry, and it will summon... Uh, other Legiana, and, and this is on top of the sort of uh, nests of Legiana where you can see them in the environment, uh, which I thought was
0: really yep. cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all the other monsters flying around. It's it's always cool to see, you know, life outside of the map kind of deal. Like, seeing all the penguins in the Horefrost reach, you know, on the ice floes far away.
1: Right, and the other you Legiana know, like, definitely get the... Uh, uh small uh monsters in the background um frame rate
0: yeah yeah well it's just gonna help it out right it's just gonna help the gameplay which we care about the most no yeah
1: definitely it's it's. um um so what do you think about this guy
0: uh i thought it was cool i've fought him twice now um the storyline and then i don't know why I fought him another time. I think it was an optional or something. Um, it is um, not much of a different fight. The the ice is certainly much more dangerous. Um, instead of just being like, oh, that was annoying. I got hit and I have ice plate. Now it's like, okay, that knocked me away. I should really avoid getting hit like that. Um, so it's a little more dangerous uh, as far as like its special attacks go. But honestly... Of all the fights, like I think it's the most the mostly the same as le- regular Legiana. Um Like, I feel like it's the least changed out of everything so far. <laughs>
1: like, oh, it's definitely more changed um, than Toby Kidachi.
0: No, he's got his poison stuff. I talked. About well, yeah, that. but the thing but about yeah. treating
1: Legiana is whenever Legiana would roll out its uh, frost carpets before. Now its carpets roll out, and it hits you and gives you the status. But a little instant after that, the, uh, the ground sort of erupts with icy spikes, and it hits a second time um, if you're still on the path of it. And it's got a couple of new animations, too, yeah. like the, like um, flying up into the sky and coming down and wa- whapping you with its tail. And uh...
0: Okay, yeah, I forgot about that attack.
1: I I honestly yeah, forget I its other fought this attacks. One the least. I only fought it a couple times.
0: Yeah, because it 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 comes at a weird time because you think you're you think you're gonna fight. Uh, I think it's Volcana, right? And you're at least chasing after Volcana, and then um, you end up having one of those surprise like you're on an expedition, fights now, kill it uh, kind of deal with uh, shrieking Legiana, and. I think it's a cool, like I've I've liked Legion a lot. I like its its cry, and I've always liked its design, and just making it more icy and more dangerous is definitely cool. It's definitely a plus. I just didn't feel like the fight went any differently, uh, aside from a little bit harder because you know master rank. But I mean, yeah, it's um, definitely just other a than that, issue, like,
1: it's not like a new new sort of take on it. Um,
0: right it's it's not on the level of you know, acidic or vulgar, like it's, you know, it's definitely still a Ligiana, just a little different. Uh, and I, I appreciate even the small differences. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I haven't fought enough of this and I haven't, ha- I don't think I've even looked at the gear for this monster. It just didn't seem all that. Oh yeah. Um, interesting.
1: <laughs> oh, that, that was something. It looks really nice. Like it's like silvery sort of, uh, frosty Legiana gear. But I looked at the chest piece and it's like, what is it? The beta version is like, two focus and a fourth level slot. And if you look at frickin' Damascus chest, uh, it's two, two focus, a fourth level slot, a second level slot, and a first level slot. Like why? Why is the, the mineral set better than, it takes one legiana wing to make that. Just normal legiana. Um but that's, that's yeah. frustrating. I wish, I wish there was transmog, but. Capcom doesn't seem to want to do that this time. <laughs> uh, Legiana itself, um, the gimmick of summoning a uh, second Legiana uh, most assuredly makes this a more difficult fight. Um, sure. Granted, it's a gimmick.
0: Yeah, because you're always facing, too. Uh,
1: I, I will say it's a gimmick like Valhazak that I prefer to ignore and just dung bomb away. Um, which <laughs> makes it a little bit uh, more fun, probably. Um... And shrinking Legion is also the first time you're fighting in the unlocked northern region of the Horfrost Reach, which is only like four areas. Um, yeah, but it does have another hot spring. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was going. Uh, that other hot spring has has rock boulders covering up these geyser points, and if you um, get the monster to slam into those, uh, these these geysers will periodically erupt and damage the monster with with uh, scalding water. Uh, sort of like the uh, fountain yeah. in the elders' recess. I just thought that was like, it, it's not necessarily practical, but it's it's very. Uh, if you can get to work, it's it's like a a big damage tick, and it just looks very nice. It's a nice detail for them to add.
0: It's it's creative, at least right. It's it's another. I, I think in general, Monster Hunter World's done very well with the environmental uh, triggers and traps and attacks and that kind of stuff. Whereas there was hints of that in older games, right, but not near to this level. Like,
1: the destructible environments,
0: uh, yeah. Or you know, like it was like one thing and one map sometimes, but like the yeah the, the the this one's creative, like the hot spring having a geyser, like yeah, that makes sense. But also, hey, it's fun gameplay wise too. Uh, it's not just another you know. St- Icicle in the, in the ceiling, like a lot of the falling rock things are, and there are icicles other elsewhere in a hoarfrost that you can hit down. So yeah, yeah. There's a lot of reskin, <laughs> like the
1: Rotten veil Fang droppables. Um, yeah, and those are those are satisfying. I was thinking land, more if if also finicky.
0: Yeah, I mean it's still satisfying to do, right? But yeah, having a geyser is definitely one of the more creative approaches, at least. Um, so I don't have much else to say on Shrieking Ligiana, do you? Uh,
1: last note was just that, uh, the ice crystals on its, on its body, they actually break as you're damaging the parts. Oh, yeah. Which is just, just so fun. Um, it's got exactly like Nergante and more like Radoban and how they're using the new technology to sort of render these individual things and just make the act of just breaking a monster's parts just more fun.
0: Yep. And those those come back quite often though. Especially the ones on
1: the feet. Yeah, it's weird. They're not like they're not like a layer of armor. They're just sort of like a I wonder if they're just a detail or if they have some effect on the gameplay. Or maybe they have to deal with like the, well, the damage that heart deals when it hits you.
0: Uh it probably has some damage I wouldn't know without, you know, taking trying to take notice of it, because you know I'm not a numbers guy, I'm not gonna sit there and figure that out. But um the uh, One thing I noticed is uh, with the hammer, if I'm hitting the feet and they have ice crystals on him, I will be doing, I don't know, that's considered a weak point, right? Um, Yeah, or orange or whatever the color is. You're hitting the correct spot um, or a correct spot, I should say. Uh, Versus when the ice crystals are not there, it's not as powerful as an attack. So there's that but that's about it. (laughs) Oh yeah. I
1: wonder if, I wonder if I have to go into like the, the Hunter's notes and if they have, if it's sort of, if they treat it like, um, like the mud armor or other things where they have different weaknesses.
0: They could. Yeah, I could. I haven't really looked into Shrieking. I don't think even, I think I even have enough of a research level to see that on Shrieking Ogiana yet. Um, I think of all the monsters, you know, him and Narga are probably the two that I have probably fought the least.
1: Also, um, if you're doing this quest, <laughs> hide a off in there, and uh, it'll it'll turf war with both distinct Lagianas and do a bunch of damage for you.
0: Oh, yeah, and then you get it to trigger again later on. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's... <laughs> that poor Barioth, <laughs> doing all that work, getting beat up. Uh... <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, uh, next one we're going to talk about actually comes earlier in the story, but, uh, Tigrex, um, another returning monster. Um, as far as like, uh, this is one I did fight in the beta. So this is the, this is one of the few monsters that are brand new that I didn't get a first impression on. He's still beefy. He's still dangerous. He's still Tigrex for sure. Um, I do I would like to mention that um, that spin attack it does indeed have more hit points of contact. So anyone who's familiar with the older games or and hasn't jumped into Iceborne yet and hasn't got this far, you know, be careful because it you don't just dodge it once you got to dodge the whole attack now, <laughs> the whole spin and you know a little bit
1: <laughs> outside of the spin in the air where nothing is physically occupying that space too.
0: Oh yes. They, uh, they yeah, actually, right?
1: like, people analyze the hitboxes for Tigrex, and it's sort of, like, under its arms, to the side of it. They, like, it's like a bulldozer, like a ghost bulldozer. <laughs> like, especially with its charging attacks, nice. it really, the hitboxes really uh, will trip you up.
0: Yeah. He's always been like that, though, right? He's always just like this, okay, just get out of the way kind of deal. Um, if you're lucky, you can pull off one of those sweet moves where you hit him before the hitbox hits you and knock him over or something, but that's rare. <laughs> this, is, this is another monster
1: that's not really very changed from its old iteration.
0: No. No, it's it's pretty much the same. Uh he even gets stuck on the walls like he used to with his teeth, which is funny, but like it's uh it's just like weird. Like it, it it's weird, like this this thing gets its teeth stuck in a wall. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's always been a weird animation. Yeah, I like that
1: environmental interaction, and now it's more. Yeah. I guess it's it's similarly situational as being in that one area on the on the snowy mountains, but it actually is is more visible yeah. now. It's not just a, a, a nondescript portion of the wall. It's those big hunks of ice, and like very visible obstacles that it will uh, collide into.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, still hyper aggressive of a monster. Um, not a lot to say other than well, actually, uh, the new system uh, of roars, actually, you still get it's it's much harder to see, but there's still a radius in which you will get damaged from the roar. Um, so it's one of the few because I run uh earplugs five uh for my hammer, um, so I don't have to worry about any roars. Uh, so I, mo- I mostly do that so I can keep combos going and, and that kind of stuff. So like when something roars, it's a good opportunity for me to run up and get a good setup for where I want to be and hitting them with a golf swing or something with a hammer. Um, but yeah, Tiger X, I do have to back off if I'm near because it will knock me away because it's still a damaging roar. Nargokuka is the same way. I forgot to mention that too. Um, first reintroduction of damaging roars. Um, we'll get into another monster next week that has a damaging roar. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the uh, Tigrex is largely the same. Uh, the gear is still pretty good. Uh, it still gives like a bunch of eating skills, which is fine. I don't really use them and the weapons are pretty much the same. Uh, the you know like there's a bit of uh, I guess there's some monster uh, weapons in the the category that didn't like some people were not too happy about, but uh, overall, like he's the least offensive of them. I I think uh, from what I remember. Tiger
1: State's a chiropractor. What are those weird like thin things sticking up out of his mid back?
0: Shoulder blades. I don't. know. <laughs> <laughs> Just a weird design thing, yeah, I guess. It looks. Those are still he breakable, looks like right? One of those, I
1: think. uh Like, uh, mechs, like anime mechs with the uh, weird fins and angular designs, sort of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. He looks beefier in this too. He's not as uh, skinny-necked. <laughs> he uh, he got he got much beefier, more powerful, which makes sense. Um, but yeah, the fight is largely the same. Um, do you have anything else to say on Tigrex? Nope. So, Ebony
1: Odegaran is the next monster. Uh,
0: also known as the dark, uh, what do you call it? Uh, emo Odo with dragon element.
1: Odegaran is back and <laughs> literally back in black. Um. Ish, purpley, <laughs> kind of a muddy kind of color. Uh yeah it, it's very much a savage uh, devil Joe odagarin um yep it's it's got the same sort of aesthetic for sure where it when it roars it has like the clouds billowing out the sides of its mouth as if its roar is revving an engine somehow which I don't know
0: <laughs> yeah it's the it's the motorcycle of of monsters <laughs> um. I do like, um, so it's mostly the same fight also as, as Odo Garen. There is a bit of a change, uh, and this comes when Odo does the all those flips and tries to hit you with the tail. There's a version of this where he just sort of spits a cloud of dragon element down on the ground in a couple places. Oh, yeah. It's a little harder to, new,
1: a- to avoid. That's the new, the new pivot attack he spans, where he just sort of jumps up and... Uh, like to your left or right out of your field of vision and spits down at you as he's, as he's evading. Yep. It's cool.
0: Yep. Um, so there's that. And then, uh, yeah, that's basically the changes for like, for him other than aesthetics. Um, I like the monster. Uh, it's really cool looking, um, the armor is really cool looking, uh, both the alpha and the beta are very distinctive as far as like what they look like. I guess not a lot of people like the alpha cause it's the long white hair kind of thing with cat ears or dog ears or whatever you want to call it. But the, uh, the sort of like wide brimmed, I guess, you know, stylized rice hat with the lamp shades coming down, <laughs> the lamp tassels coming down still looks cool, but, um, yeah, it's a very uh very interesting aesthetic set also. Um I don't I didn't care much for the skills though. I don't even remember what they are. I just remember looking at them and being like,
1: "Nope. For um don't care. female hunters, it's actually drastically different the beta set because it takes off the wide-brimmed mm-hmm. uh sort of uh Japanese style hat and um just has like this like Under Armour version of it. It's very uh uh my, uh minimalist, which is interesting. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, for the monster itself, there's also that attack where it sort of spins, um, and then it, 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 uh, it has the, uh, sort of like the flash, uh, comics, like lightning effect and it, um, and it'll do like a follow-up spin kind of attack. It's like a two-stage thing It really kind of tries to fake you out.
0: Yeah, it's a fun fight. I will say the introduction of this monster is funny, because uh, I don't think we've seen a species fight with its subspecies before, but we get to see that in this. It's a turf war, though. Like, it's a little... Yeah, it is a turf war. No, 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 there's but, no turf war in the I mean, gameplay. Oh.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I, I tried. I had uh, both Odegaerans and an Acidic lavinous in a room earlier today.
0: Oh. Now, Sorry. They have a turf war instead of Glavinus and Odo, right? I think they do. Yeah, but... have you seen it? Yeah, I think I think I have. I'm just trying to because Glavinus sweeps its tail, tail around, and
1: Odo sort of like jumps it and jumps onto its face and starts clawing at it. Um, and yeah. o- uh, Glavinus eventually just sort of casts it off. I might be forgetting some part of it, but it's 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 really cool to see in motion.
0: Yeah, I think I think I've seen. Uh, the regular Odo and Acidic do it. I don't think I've seen Ebony Odo uh, do that yet. And Ebony Odo basically appears in the same areas as uh, Odo Garen. So that's interesting. It's just like hey, I'm Dragon Element Well, Ebony Odo Garen goes to every area. (laughs) Does he? I haven't seen him anywhere else. uh,
1: uh...
0: Okay. Well, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I just haven't seen him in it. Well, wait, no. I think I saw him. Nope, never mind. That's something else.
1: I mean, it looks <laughs> pretty good in the, um, uh, in the, uh, Horvath's Reach, just because that, uh, dragon element aesthetic has always worked there, uh, just because, like, when you, ch- like, Stigane's an ogre, even when you sort of, uh, it's yeah, black and red against white, it's very, um, uh. Aesthetically Very pleasing. Very contrasting. And, yeah, the contrast gives you a lot of um, readability to the to the fight.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so uh, the, the second to last monster we're going to talk about is the returning Bracadius, Uh which as far as um, this is in the middle for me as far as like we have something like Tigrex or Nagakuga where not a lot changed. There's a few changes and then there's something like uh Acidic Glavinus or Fogar which is like you know like very almost a new monster I feel like the return of Brachideus is sort of like in the middle of as, as like it is certainly very close to the old Brachideus. however the way they changed how the slime works um is interesting on its own because it's less, it's definitely more mud like and sticky on the bigger blobs, but the other ones are, they're more spread out aesthetically, so it actually makes the real hitbox of them smaller than what you would think they are. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, like it's you it's actually, like,
1: the, uh, the, the hazard area.
0: Yeah. Um, so it makes the fight feel more dangerous than it really is and once you realize that um it's just kind of different now granted he slimes a lot more but then again that slime comes off a lot more too um because he used to be able to well you've always been able to sort of de-slime him so he could sort of disable that that status effect but um it happens for a lot longer and a lot more often uh which is good because it was pretty much like it happens so rarely in other games that it was kind of like a, like a mute point to even do it. But uh, it feels weird. <laughs> I like to <laughs> sometimes to be like, oh yeah, he's not exploding.
1: I'd like to talk, touch on Brickidios just visually, because um, they've done mm-hmm. a lot. Because
0: um, yeah, he's he, very changed. Because when he's
1: first in three U on the three DS, he was just a blue monster in a red environment, and they didn't have any sort of real lighting to deal with that, so it just looked like plastic on plastic. Um, but now they've they've rendered his Cobalt hide uh, in a way where it's reflective and it's very shiny. It looks like a mineral um, as if he's sort of uh, an earth elemental almost. Uh, and yeah. then of course the neon uh, slime, as always.
0: Yeah, the slime is much more again, contrasting and stark of a difference than it used to be. Um, one thing I, I like to talk about the slime is when he sort of, like, goos it onto his hands and he licks it off or whatever he does. Like, uh... <laughs> it's kind of gross because he get those lines of spit still attached to his arm that sort of break off as he's going away, which... You know, and the higher graphics, a little bit more realistic. So it looks kind of gross. <laughs> I see that a lot, and I was like, ew. Oh, yeah, that, they <laughs> that's, fixed uh, the lore. That's a lot more gross. They, uh,
1: they fixed the lore with Brickettios. They fixed it? Like the, if you look in the Hunter's Notes, it doesn't mention any slime mold or whatever explanation. It just says its fists, or no, it says its its, its, its um, horn secretes a, uh, a slime that uh, explodes on contact or what have you. So yeah. it's not it's not like mutualism. It, it's actually coming from within Brakidios, like the you know graphics always suggested, which is good. Yeah, it,
0: it. It's a good way. Good, good way to explain. I don't know it.
1: how that got got it twisted for so many years, but. Um.
0: I mean, people always have sort of dumb opinions on what happens in Monster Hunter sometimes, right? Because like we have. Kieran being eaten by Rajong.
1: No, but I mean, that was like official lore that was on the wiki and stuff, I thought.
0: What, the Kieran no, no, thing? No,
1: the, the Brickidious, the slime mold stuff.
0: No, yeah, you're right about that. But the Karen stuff wasn't. No no one's talking about <laughs> Kieran,
1: unfortunately. It's okay. It's no Rajong. i going to get you Kieran. Um,
0: you, you can see me almost hulking out over it now. Just... <laughs> Leave Kieran alone. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh. So,
1: so, but with the cobalt sort of skin of Rikidios, you'll see a different uh, uh, reflectiveness, like if the monster's in the dark, um, having the lava shine on it in the caves, or if it's outside and and having the sun shine on it uh, through the overcast clouds of the Horfrost Reach, with this sort of... It has this really interesting visual look where it's a gleaming white, but sort of a... um, like, it has the sort of oppressive lighting in the whole of the... Uh or, uh, or, no, not the whole rest. The Elder's Recess has on it. And that's the only area yeah. it appears in. Unlike in past games, where it was a snow monster for whatever reason.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. It's It's been in a lot of snow environments. That's another um, way in
1: which they fixed the lore is the habitat actually makes sense now <laughs> for a monster with, like, uh mineral-type skin.
0: Mm-hmm. If my, my skin was made out of stone, I probably wouldn't care about it being cold too much. Just saying.
1: Well, yeah, you would. Metal <laughs> cools faster than anything else. Nah. It'd be, like, freezing. I said stone. On top of your flesh? I said stone. Well, no, but it is the cobalt. That's like a, like a metal mineral.
0: I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just never, I never, uh, I never question it. That much, um, just don't. Because, <laughs> like, uh, isn't that where also Kushala favors and he's metallic?
1: Uh, true, but I mean, that's like an elder dragon.
0: Sure. Yeah, I mean, that is the sort of like mystical part of Monster Hunter. It's kind of weird. Like, one of these days, I do want to get into a, co- a topic of like really break down like how much magic and just mysticism actually is in Monster Hunter because there's some. There's definitely some. Like, there's no way that it's all just pure science and ecology for some of these things. Like, they explain away a lot of things, but like the Elder Dragons, like, that's magic. Well, I think with the Elder Dragons... It's gotta be magic. Uh,
1: they're just not understood, and it's it's power over these elements, like, these elements and these, like, uh, cloaks that they wear on, on themselves uh, is controlled mm-hmm. by their horns, which is why you see horns in every Elder Dragon in the series, even if they don't have wings. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean... In Monster Hunter, it's a biological reaction, but in real world terms, I mean, shooting a fireball is always going to be magic.
0: Oh no, no, they have flame sacks and that kind of stuff. The shooting the fireball, I get like that's that's chemical stuff. And the like stuff uh, that's
1: skin oil or dust or whatever.
0: Right, um, but yeah, the the horns, like the Kushala, I think is the the most egregious one. It's like I control wind with my horns. I'm like, but how <laughs> like what horn <laughs> uh but yeah <laughs> um but yeah that's a topic for another day uh Bragadius, um weapon designs are great uh the armor looks great um not going to use the armor um but it looks great uh can't remember a lot of people like the braggadeus armor for some reason what it caps out something
1: it looks silly uh, <laughs> it's like the like super neon um uh like Gunda. Oh, you look like
0: a beetleborg. A beetleborg. You ever see that show? No. It was like ripoff Power Rangers, where they were stag beetles. Right. Yeah. It is. It. it is like Super um,
1: Sentai or or a Mecha sort of design. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 It, it's yeah beetleborgs. It looks really close to what the beetleborgs were, and I was just like, yeah. I think beetleborgs was like the American ripoff or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it's very Gundam esque on the same same line. Um, but yeah, that I don't know. I've always liked Bracadius stuff. Brakadius uh, aside from uh, bleh, why my is my favorite brute wyvern, so I'm glad to see him back. Um, I haven't fought him a lot um, actually because I haven't had a reason to, but I will with crown hunting at some point. So, yeah, that'll be a thing.
1: The previous um, explosions, too, are obviously improved, because before they were just sort of that, yes. like, what, what 3DS graphics could render, sort of like a glow effect uh, and a radius uh, that was sort of, like, hollow in the way that Tri's explosions were. But now it's, it's an actual, yep. you know, graphic. And the actual, it's an explosion graphic, but it's not just the stock one for world. Like I've been saying, they make individual uh, elemental effects for each monster, like even Fulguranginathus, other subspecies, And for Bracadillos, the explosions have sort of like a slimy splash in them, as if the slime is like boiling and igniting and expanding with the explosion.
0: Yep. Very cool. Very... Kanye. Very well designed. Like... (laughs) Um, so, uh, the last... Oh, wait, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. What are you yeah. talking about?
1: There's so much more with Brickidious. The, uh... Like the what? Fight. <laughs> they changed the fight. Um, no, they didn't, they didn't like it's... The fight. Like like other things, it has the big, uh, radius showstopper attack. Um, where it's... It's yeah. torn into the ground, and I think it's more spread out than before. Oh!
0: No, uh, that is different. So, it's not as... It used to be very um, so you know how we'll get into this soon. Volcana has an attack where the ice sort of in rings goes right. bam 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 outwards. Actually, a better use of this is Xenojiva. When Xenojiva Jiva uh, sort of Breaks pushes the ground, into the ground and, the, and then the energy surges upward, and then explosions uh, in three like rings around much larger rings, but three rings of explosion. It's like bam 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 like that that used to be what would happen with bracadillas and you would see the spot in the ground warm up now it's simultaneous with some holes in it so all of it blows up and it's not if it is staggered it's not near as slow as it used to be um from my couple times fighting him that attack is severely different um because you're like, nope, he's putting his horn on the ground. Get out or dodge it at the right time. It's not. It's no longer okay. I can go in between the cycles. It's get out or yeah, get out or dodge.
1: Um, another um, slight difference is in its sort of enraged uh, punching the ground charge. It will turn direction, which uh, one you're saying, and sort of like uh, track onto onto you and other hunters.
0: Oh, yeah, it's not as linear. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's it's definitely not as linear as it used to be. It's like, you know, Toro and a bull goes by and you turn around and it comes another straight line at you. Uh, it's not exactly a straight line anymore. It actually curves uh, towards you if it can. Um, not severely, but enough that you can't just roll and start drinking a potion. <laughs> At the end of the charge, <laughs> distance. And Emberkaidios' trademark
1: uh, is always, is always that like sort of ninety degree angle pivot punch move that sort of throws you off. Yeah, but um, it has a brand new move um, where it will lock onto you from any distance across the map and charge up to you, holding its fist out and slug you, which is annoying because <laughs> <laughs> you don't. It's, it's like that yeah. uh, procedural animation on the Glavinus thing the tail slam you don't expect it to sort of defy the predefined animations but they're making the monsters feel a little bit more alive and a little bit more um clever yeah so screw that how dare you (laughs) um okay that was the last change that i really can note there's probably something i'm forgetting but
0: no i that's all i have for it um so the the last monster we're going to talk about today is Velcana himself, the, the Iceborne <laughs> Wyvern, which I was very down on that whole, you know, like the, our joke that like, oh, Velcana, right? So legendary. It makes sense now. They had some other explorers come back and not really be able to talk specifically about it. It is the Iceborne Wyvern. Um, you have uh, a couple of fake fights before you get into the real fight with this. And some of my biggest complaints of the game are actually not necessarily the fact that we have the fake fights, but during the second fake fight, which is just before you do the real fight. Um, so you have to defend the town, which is normal, uh, for like a mid boss, like Zora Magdurus. defend some sort of part of Celiana versus Valkana. And... You know, that's a thing with Elder Dragons, right? That's the reason why they're kept track of in the lore, because they can destroy towns and outposts. So they're heavily tracked. Well, the the fight that Valkana goes through, for the most part, is pretty cool. Like... You get the part where you have other people there fighting, and the NPCs are kind of useful in yeah, this was, one versus Zora, Ma- Zora Magdar. It was weird; they actually um, had
1: like uh, like AI hunters for the first time that that aren't like yeah, little cat was, creatures or whatever, what have you.
0: Right, so it, it's really, it's really cool. Actually, there's a lot good about this fight. What gets me?
1: The research commission didn't do their the homework. Ga- on this one. They weren't thinking this through.
0: Right. Not only that, Um. oh, I want to say, you actually get to see some other hunters use the guns and just sort of unload on Velcana at one point. That's cool. Yeah, and there's like a uh, turret I was just too. It's it. also
1: the sort of machine gun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so they're like, uh, you get to see other hunters perform some good old hame action on Velcana <laughs> while you do some other things. Um, but, uh, one, uh, here's a couple, couple complaints for this fight. Uh, one is that you're the one loading the fuel cells. Um, you think you want the hunter that can take down the biggest and baddest stuff, actually the one keeping the wyvern busy instead of loading cannon ammo, but okay. They want to mix up the fight a little bit and not just be. Be a little they want different. they want to make you fire um, the
1: big gun and feel feel happy about it it's really yeah. strange in single player if you're doing this cuz the there's the other hunters don't stick around and the monster of course targets onto you after the yeah. gate falls so it's literally like running up there behind the cannon with you and then they have to have that scripted thing where they pin it down in front of the dragon racer so you can actually hit it with the spike or whatever it was. like so
0: yeah Basically, you have to go down and fight it. You have to, like, lure it out there and fight it. And then go back yeah, up. It,
1: <laughs> they uh, they really didn't think this one through. Because, like like you were alluding to, the gate in the middle of the arena is a it's a vertical wall, like the normal arena, and it doesn't... Yeah. It, there's no net that over the my sky. That was next point. It's a dragon. We've seen yeah, fly like, away all hey. the time. And... <laughs>
0: Bring down the gate. And Vil- <laughs> like, that works for one, one attack, and then Volkana flies up over it, and then lands where he wants to actually fight. Like, that was kind of dumb. Like, that was like... That kind of infuriated me, because I'm like, no. No, but played along. It just
1: whacked on the gate for a bit. <laughs> trying to get through.
0: Because that's bad... Because that's... Because that's just bad game design. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's just bad. Like... Okay, um, if you're going to make some sort of contrived thing, like at least try to to explain it differently or give a reason why it can't fly up that high, something because that just doesn't work. Like, just doesn't like within the own rules. Yeah, of yeah your like flop
1: uh, some baroth mud over its wings and ground it or something.
0: And if I'm not mistaken, the sides were still open too. Like if it just walked on the walkway that went around the gate.
1: I'm not like I'm not super clear on this fight because you fight it once in the story and I haven't found a way to replay it. Just like the Grand Ravine uh Zora fight.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm okay with that, honestly. Cause I mean it's better than Zoromagdarus, I'll give them that.
1: I mean I'm I'm not. I'd like to play this fight again because it was cool and there was a bunch of unique elements that aren't anywhere else in the in the expansion.
0: Every time though they say drop that gate, I'm just gonna be. I'm gonna roll my eyes. My, my. I'm gonna roll on my eyes so hard. I'm gonna give myself a a, a freaking neck. Well, sure, but it's like from it's a multiplayer
1: designed encounter, obviously, but it's only. Fightable in single <laughs> Except player. for that
0: whole, hunters can't join <laughs> unless you've seen the cutscene, yeah. Maybe, yeah, only maybe fightable that's once like, hey, story. try it...
1: That's what I mean to say.
0: Yeah, maybe, try, maybe that, that whole thing is like, hey, try it by yourself once. When you fail, bring your friends. And it's like, okay. <laughs> I'd rather just succeed. <laughs> but, um,
1: but there was a fight before this that's sort of interesting narratively because we've seen volcano on the cover and everything um but when it appears in the Reach, it's just a dragon it it has its like uh kind of purplish lavender scales and it's just fighting you normal without any of the ice magic or any of the ice armor and, and there's at the end of the fight in the scripted uh cutscene you actually see it like draw power and uh crystallize the ice all over its body and um i get, i get, I guess unlimited power.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um
0: Yeah. It's it's cool. I it's elder power is that ice, which is cool. Um I like it a lot. Uh the, the the where you fight it as the before the siege, but you fight it in the uh elders recess, that's a bit of a weird fight, but it's not that bad. The cutscene and we'll get into the story later, but the cutscene is, isn't all that bad either. It's just sort of like, it feels disappointing because of how quick it is. It's like, Hey, you hit it. And then like suddenly cutscene breaks out and the fight's done. And it's like, Oh, Oh, okay. So I think as far as like teases of fighting Volcana, I think that was the worst. Um, cause you kind of know that like, Hey, we're kind of going to try to drive off Volcana away from Celiana. I got that impression at least. Yeah. I was like, in the trailer. wasn't too surprised. Yeah, like I wasn't too surprised that he was like, "Okay, I'm out, I'm done," but they're like, "We still need to take care of him." Um, So, like, uh, then you get to the actual fight with uh,
1: Oh um, Volcana. Just one more note Uh, in the Horgerus Reach. um, Like when I was playing the beta, I really marveled at how uh, just really beautiful it was because they took off for Volcana. Its whole theme is like icy winds. And they took off the, uh, the, the oppressive overcast pink clouds of the Horcross Reach, or the Elderus Recess. Oh my god, this must be confusing to listen to. Um, and it's sort yeah. of like partially cr- cloudy, like there's, you see patches, like, l- uh, lines of clear sky where gusts have blown the clouds away. And it completely changes mm-hmm. the lighting of the whole area, uh, which I thought was yeah. awesome. Yep. And it, um, it gives this whole like beautiful aesthetic of the pink clouds and the like clear blue sky mixing. It's really cool.
0: Yeah, it did look good. Um, so when you actually do get to fight, speaking about looking good, <laughs> the uh, uh, you get to finally fight uh, the last area that's available in the Horfrost Reach is the sort of uh, den that. Um, volcano has and it's this really spiky um like thin spikes too like like warped ice Uh, it's got a lot of reds in it and i'm assuming this is from some sort of like volcanic activity or something below
1: yeah they say something um, in the story that it was a like a volcanic caldera that was flash frozen by volcano
0: Right, so it's not actual and ice; it's, it's, it's actually just... like metal
1: and ores and things that are instantly frozen into these weird spiraling shapes.
0: Right, and it's got this really cool—I mean, almost like a Doctor Seuss look to me, like—but not in a bad way, right? It doesn't look silly; it looks really cool, really uh, modern art, we should say, <laughs> uh, Den. Um, but that that fight with Velkana is. It's a, it's weird because um, it's not that much different from fighting something like a Teostra or a Kushala. It's definitely its own monster, just as Kushala and, and Teostra are their own Elder Dragons. Um, for instance, the sweeping beams that it does is not something an Elder Dragon does as much. Um, not a lot of them have... Be- well, <clears throat> I take that back. Valhazic has that. But... Um, his beams, like, he'll actually fly around a bit more. So instead of the beam stopping at his mouth and it just being a... Like, a, a lot of times it does start with him and go out. Um, but there's a couple of times where he does the beam, if it goes outwards and in, he'll actually jump up and it'll go behind him a little bit, too. Uh, and you're like, oh, okay, I can't just stand at his back legs and be safe all the time, like some Elder Dragons. So there's a lot of nuance to this fight. And, uh, the tail stabbing is is funny <laughs> like it's just funny um a uh, a funny represent joke representation of this fight is something that uh a good friend uh nch uh and his wonderful animations got really well on the beta fight which was <laughs> the sort of tail stabbing and killing people uh if you get a chance check that video out it's pretty good um but for overall like the fight's pretty fun um, it's kind of like, uh, Shrieking lagiana where those ice crystals sort of like armor it, the, the ice armoring Volcana, uh, makes it more of a weak point. So if you knock off the ice, I think it doesn't hurt it as much unless it's the head. Uh, also breaking apart means the ice doesn't, uh, it'll still go on that, that part, but it comes off easier, just like Zamtrios. Um, so the ice will break off a lot easier. Uh, and that kind of stuff. Like it's it's a really good fight. Um, I think it's more so one of the ones you have to actually fight to really get the experience, more so than us talking about it, because it is quite different. Um, so the the gimmick in, of a the lot fight,
1: of um is the Volcano and its attacks, or uh, just by being around, it'll spawn these sort of condensation clouds in the environment, just floating in the air or along the ground. Oh yeah. And, and whenever they're yeah, hit by its ice that. beam, they'll freeze into these ice pillars. Or if they're in the air, they'll freeze into these ice crystals that sort of hang in the air for a moment, Lunatun style, but then they'll fall and, and they'll hit you like bombs.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and give you ice blight. Lots of ice blight. Always ice blight. Yeah,
1: so uh, Vulcana's um, ice, ice uh, beam, it has a sweep attack, but the normal one is a is like a... It's like uh lava beam. It'll sweep it up from the ground next to it and up into the air and further out along the ground as it, as it raises. Um, and when it's enraged, yep. it'll combo two of them together, which is um, like a big thing you have to learn to dodge in this fight.
0: Yeah, uh, one of the things um, is kind of interesting. If you like using sliding attacks like I do with the hammer... Um, the ice pockets that are on the ground, the the clouds, they actually count as sliding terrain. So, yeah, you can use your sliding attacks really? on that. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, because if you're yeah, if you're holding in uh, the hammer charge and you run across that, you will go into a sliding animation. If you let go of the hammer charge, you will start cartwheeling and hitting him with a hammer. Uh, I do it a lot. Interesting. Um, it's fun.
1: The, um, the ice pillars, <laughs> um, you, too, you can shatter them with certain slinger ammo. Uh, like fire, fire pods, or if you have a fire weapon, if you just hit them with your fire weapon, they'll just shatter and become those, those ledges that you can jump off of and do aerial attacks.
0: Well, yeah, I don't know if I specifically always had a fire. No, I think the first time I had a poison hammer and I was still able to shatter them. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it requires fire, but it could. I could be wrong. But yeah, I did do that a lot too. Is use a lot of ledge jumps. Like that kind of gives you a lot of a lot of opportunities without ledges to mount uh, mount him <laughs> between the ice walls and the slicks. Like it's it's a fun fight. It's it's one of the better uh, elder dragon fights in my opinion. But um, later on, we'll kind of get into how they improved a lot of the elder dragon fights. There are a lot of differences um, between high rank and master rank fights in general. Um, but we won't get into that today um i feel like the aesthetics of the armor are really quite good um i don't really care too much for the skills on them um although it's got really good defense you literally Um, look
1: like elsa out of a scene in frozen like with the icy environment mm -hmm. lighting with that sort of drape the alpha cape has yeah. And they've made it in a really smart way where it hangs close to your body and it doesn't clip through your weapon most of the time.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah,
1: just that armor is like I heard so very it detailed. It's crazy.
0: A lot of people said it reminded them of the Lich King also. Uh, the helmet.
1: Uh,
0: the Lich King from from uh, Warcraft.
1: Well, it doesn't have a giant skull on it, so... I. Just the helmet. Yeah, it doesn't have a helm. Oh, wait for the male. I'm talking about the female set. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know anything what the female set looks like. The male set looks very, very Lich King-ish as far as the helmet goes. Like, I, I don't know how else to describe it, but it's very reminiscent of it. But yeah, it's really cool monster, really cool armor. Um, did you have anything more to say on Vokana? Because, like, I'm kind of, like, I don't want to say too much about it, honestly, because just go fight it.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, there were a couple more details uh, I wanted to uh, get to. Uh, like, it has this really awesome uh, animation when, when you flinch it, when it has the ice armor on, and you knock it out of its enrage, or um, I think it's, yeah, it's the enrage. Um, its ice armor will all shatter off of it. And it'll um, uh, like tumble back uh into its like, and it'll fall down in its like uh, uh, non-powered up state, which is like a really fantastic animation. That, that it's it's just another example of them, like with Nergante, with the flagships, really thinking about hit feet uh, like game feel and like, well, make this a fun monster. Um. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of is a lot like Kushala Deora, because when it's enraged and when it's freezing stuff, it'll put this cold filter over the environment that'll sort of desaturate the colors and make them look bluish. Yeah. Um, and once you've wounded it or, like, damaged it to a certain threshold, um, it will, it'll, like, break out of it, and that'll go away, and the sky will... Uh, this different lighting will take over where like Kushala Deora, the sun short sort of shines through the storm and you see it exacerbates the God rays. So if you look at Vulcana silhouetted against the sky, you'll see the lighting filter through its wings and around its silhouette in the same way that it does on the cover art, which is really cool. Yeah. There's just a lot of detail been taken
0: with this one. Oh Yeah. It's a great fight. Great monster. Sorry. <laughs>
1: it's not a sleep element, dragon.
0: No, sorry. <laughs> just tired. Um the um It's a good it's a good lead up aside from the siege, I think. Even though the siege had a lot of cool elements, like the siege is just like I I was like, No. Just the gate got me. Like I just can't. <laughs> it was very
1: silly to just where it just stabs the gate with its yeah. tail. <laughs>
0: That's true too.
1: He would even stay. stop fighting you and like aggro on the gate. Like I really hated that damn gate.
0: Yeah, that's true. And no, and also script breaks it at one point. It's like doesn't matter how many shells they add, just breaks it. I'm like, all right. So if it's gonna break anyways, why do we care about? it? <laughs> Like, why not give the health to the actual city or something like they do with the fortress with the and that kind of thing? But hey, whatever. You know, their game, not mine. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I think that's, that's it we have for what we have. Is there anything else you'd like to mention today, Haru? Um,
1: I guess Volcana's Den. I, obviously, I wish they hadn't spoiled all of those uh, areas north of the... Uh, Initial lockout, uh, locked off zone, um, in the trailers and mm-hmm. things. Uh, it was, the Horcross Reach was definitely on the, on the smaller end of what I, uh, what I anticipated in the nor- northern area. Um, I, 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 I had, had the impression because I was kind of squinting during the Velcana portions of the trailers cause I didn't want to have the new monster spoiled, um, in its fighting style. Um, I was under the yeah. impression that those sort of like, uh, uh, cobalt spiraling area would be, like, a whole, uh, section of the map, like Kolbsharath's, uh, area, but not, not quite. Um, and I guess the disappointment disappoint- with that area is, while it looks really cool, unlike the other places in Vanilla World that look really cool, there's not any sort of interactive element, like in Nergigante's, um, sort of crystal spire area, or the, uh, the pink coral flutes in Paolumu's, uh, sort of iconic area yeah so i wish that yeah they were like wall run surfaces or i don't know something like um like maybe a, a giant element in the environment that you knock a monster into with a clutch claw and you drop a giant spike on it i don't know it could, do, could be something like that
0: Yeah, it's, it's spiky as that stuff was too you'd think but yeah
1: but yeah that's just uh, uh a detail
0: yeah all right well i think that does it for today hunters so um uh, next week we'll be talking about the final boss and the monsters leading up to and some after it um and then we'll uh probably from there get into more general stuff on monster hunter um i guess there's going to be a few monsters at that point we may not have fought yet and we'll just sort of address them as we come to tomorrow i think um yeah, so not, as not to spoil people, but yeah, so a little bit of a game plan of what we're gonna do in next co- next couple episodes. But uh, anyways, um, this is Fortwan and you can catch me at Hunters Hub Pod on Twitter, and you'll probably see me tweeting a lot of Iceborne stuff, cool clips, and that kind of stuff. If I ever get any, <laughs> which I had one, but I didn't hit record at the right time, so I just like I got after that happened. Basically, I was in the. Uh, the Puke Puke area of the Ancient Forest. And I was fighting Volcana and he did his big attack where it sort of radiates out. And I actually jumped the attack using the slide attack from like the big slopes. Uh inward and knocked him out while he was doing his attack. So cool. But uh yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um I will see you guys next quest. And on that quest, Haru, where will you be?
1: Uh I'm at Akanesda Gran on Twitter. Um Yeah, mostly still retweeting uh, different things, like the uh, Iceborne uh, update schedule, which we didn't talk about, but we will mention uh, at some point here, Um, but you should check that out if you haven't heard about it, because it's on must.
0: I mean, I don't think it's it's much to talk about, is why I didn't really talk about it, because it's like, we know that we're getting different seasonal events like before. Oh, well, the reason I I didn't talk
1: about it was because I forgot. Um, but that's nice that you oh. uh, had such a rationale there.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like no, I just, it didn't, it wasn't a lot, right? We're getting seasonal events when we get seasonal events, like the qu- quarters of the year. And then um, we know that we're getting a release date, which is what, October 10th for Rajong, I think. Um, right. So that, that came out. And then um, sometime in December, when we get the, the winter festival or whatever that is, um, we are also getting another new monster, which is unrevealed.
1: Yeah. Um, and that's it. And more in 2020. Um, so yeah, you can check out that right. schedule but, yeah, on more Monster Hunter's Twitter just means... if you want to look at it for yourself. Um, yeah. That's all I got.
0: Yep. Alrighty. Well, we'll see you on the next hunt, guys. Later.
1: Bye.